In this episode, we discuss music, content creation, and Walker County. But you'll also hear a name mentioned in this podcast, Rick Watson. After this episode was recorded, Mr. Watson lost his life. Rick was an amazing human being, but he was also an amazing ambassador for East Walker County. This episode is dedicated to Mr. Rick Watson. This is Past the Brassfield. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. Today, our guest is a man who has been name-dropped multiple, multiple times on here. He is a fellow Dora man. But more importantly, we're going to find out who he is as a man. He is Mr. Andrew Brassfield. Welcome, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up, the the typical spiel we always start off with. Well, you know... um Grew up on the east side of Walker County, um, so you know went to Dora, uh, that whole bit. But but so close to the county line that I'm my mailbox is in Jefferson County. So uh, always, really never. The crazy thing is, I never really came to Jasper much. Like when my when I came to Jasper with my grandfather, who worked at um, he worked at the Daily Mountain Eagle, and he worked at uh, at uh, Walker College. Those uh, a lot of those watercolor paintings on the on the walls of uh, Roland Hall. He did. Um, but so when I came to like kids college with him, that was that was special because I never came to Jasper hardly. My dad is, was a photographer from out that way. So many people had his, their picture made on that side of town from him, um, and we always went to Birmingham for anything, you know, because his um, the lab that he used uh, was in Norwood, so we you know right past um, Caraway, uh, Caraway. So I was driving to North Birmingham as soon as I turned sixteen uh, as a driver for daddy to get pick up his stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, just you know. It never really came to Jasper much. I, that's maybe why I feel like a foreigner here a lot of times because um, it's just so it's just so different that you know East Parker County is a whole day as you know is a yeah. whole different ball game than everything else. We we got our own um, got our own chamber of commerce, and I think most of the west of the county just wish we were part of Jefferson County. Yeah, um, and that's fine. Whatever. It's it's good to be from kind of you know every area in 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 Walker County is kind of unique but i think we have we just have a really interesting uh way of life over there on the east side so but yeah i just did that i went to Durham, um and uh yeah yeah found music later uh, in my you know college career that my mom always says i'm glad i sent you to college so you can learn to play a little guitar and, <laughs> and harmonica i was like well yeah that's uh that's how that goes so uh but yeah then i did like my daddy did he was a dora guy that uh, met a minor girl and that's the same thing I did. So yeah, yeah, the way the world works. It is sometimes. Yeah, I feel like uh, us East Walker Countyans, we we see Jasper as big brother, and we're kind of always trying to keep up in a way. So we have to set ourselves apart as well. Uh, I feel like I feel like Dora Sonson is like the second kind of biggest area of Walker County, and it's just right down the road from here from Jasper. So we have we we want to be our own people. 
Right. Kind of like Jasper wanted to separate from Walker County when it comes to <laughs> naming their high school. But right. whatever, we're not going to discuss semantics here. Uh, oh. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that side of town, uh, everybody said, even people from Birmingham have no idea where Dora is. They're like, Dora Summerton, no, that's close to Jasper. I was like, well, it's just as close, I mean, I'm just as close to Jasper as I am from d- literally downtown Birmingham yeah. uh, on I-22 now. So it's not really that close. Uh, you just have no idea wh- what's happening in Walker County. You think all, all of it is the one thing, and it's small, and it's... Not at all. No. It, it takes me just to get to my uh, Rick and Gilda's house. Uh, James's uh, aunt and uncle James. I Phillips, love Rick and Gilda. Man, they're great. I was going to say you should have them. Yeah. On. Um, that just to get to their house, it takes me thirty minutes from my house. You yeah. know, Like, and I'm on the same side of the county as them. So, uh, you know, going over to Stack's Bottom, hanging out with them. I want to go see Rick. He's keeping bees now. Really? So anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, random. I love Empire. Obviously, everybody knows that's where I grew up. So, and right. I, I I grew up actually really close to Rick and Gilda okay. on the same street. So, oh wow! Yeah. Okay, small town, absolutely small world. But uh, so you learned picked up music. Uh, as mentioned before, Andrew Brassfield is one of my favorite harmonica players to ever live. Um, I've heard him tear it up at Twisted Barley several several times. But tell us a little bit about your your music life. Like what what got you into it? Man, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, it's it's really ah, if you, if anybody wants to go pick up an instrument, go pick up a niche instrument, you know, and like be good at it, or at least be better than the people around you at it, because it's offered me a bunch of uh, opportunities. So most people that know me know this story. Um, you know, Blues Traveler came out. Well, they didn't come out. Blues Travelers Four came out at at a um a time in my life where I, I needed them. Uh, so 1994, their, their fourth album came out, just aptly named Four. Um, a lot of people didn't know, which I didn't know. They had three albums prior to that. Um, and some of my favorite stuff is their early stuff. Um, sidebar, if you want one Blues Traveler album, get Live from the Fall. It's a double album um, from uh, the fall of like 94, 95, um, and a bunch of live concerts, and it's just awesome. Um, any of their live stuff is really awesome. So... Uh, found that, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool, like, I, I knew John Popper played harmonica. I was like, oh, that's a really cool harmonica solo. And I was like, oh, but that next one's a really cool electric guitar solo. And then I realized all the really cool electric guitar solos were actually John Popper's harmonica solos, <laughs> uh, just through really affected things. And in uh, the liner notes, I love liner notes of, of albums. One thing that I kind of hate is, is going away is liner notes. I love reading, you know, getting picking something up, looking at the lyrics, or looking at these things. So I saw that, you know, John Popper plays Honer Special 20 harmonicas. So uh, as soon as I could, I got my daddy, and we went to Birmingham, you know, when it, one time he, he was going to Birmingham, you know, on one of his trips to his uh, photography lab, I was like, I need to go to Nutsies, uh, you know, because I called him up, and they said it's like 1999, which I wish I could buy, you know, a halfway decent harmonica for 1999 now, which you can't, like, you're the, the cheapest harmonica you're going to find out, even a special 20, I think, is going to be like 39 bucks. Jeez. Because of the um, the price of metal, you know, is is, is always going up. So, yeah. um, But mine come from Germany now. I, oh. I found I found, I found a, a nice uh, company out of Germany called Zeidel, and they make uh, stainless steel uh, reeds. Uh, most of them are brass uh, that are made by Honer. But these are stainless steel, and they're awesome. They last a long time. Anyway, so found uh, John Popper and Blues Traveler. Really got into their music. Uh, still love their music. Was super stoked, as you can imagine, when they played Foothills yeah. uh, last year. I, I, I had uh, Timmons came over, and he was just like, I just want to watch. I, I want to enjoy watching you watch them. And, uh, <laughs> so that was really cool uh, that he did that. And then, uh, uh, 
you got to see them in their element. They just played a short set. It wasn't as, it wasn't the best set that they played. Um, but saw them for the first time um, Halloween '95 Batwell Auditorium, uh, and a bunch of people my age uh, were probably there. Aquarium Rescue Unit opened for them, um, which uh, O'Teal Burbage was in that in that band, so that was pretty killer. Um, bunch of songs I didn't know, bunch of songs I did know, but it was it was it was killer. Then after that, they they played Alabama Homecoming for free on the quad in 2000. So one of my friends, I you know, I said, hey, you know, who do you, who have you heard is playing Homecoming? Oh, I heard from a friend. You know, it's a girl I used to date that maybe it's supposed to be Blues Trail. I was like, are you serious right now? He was like, why are you freaking out? I was like, obviously you have no idea who I am. <laughs> so, uh, got to hear Blues Traveler, and that was that's probably still the best Blues Traveler concert I've ever heard in my life. They, um, uh, they've got fan sites, you know, so it has everything that they've ever played, and uh, they played Sweet Home Alabama for the first time. It wasn't very much of it, but it was just a little bit. Anyway, just, I feel like I'm rambling. Oh, you're good, uh, man. But, uh, so anyway, what I always tell people is I started at Blues Traveler and worked my way back uh, through the blues, and yeah. so. Um, you know some the old school players and Charlie Musselwhite, which a lot of people know because he plays with um, this lap steel guy. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Um, no, but somebody will know. Uh, ben, no, can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. Anyway, plays lap steel and they they play together as a duo. Um, he's you know one of the one of the greats. Um, and just you know, uh, obviously, uh, little Walter. The, all the harmonica people. I do not play like any of those uh, traditionalists because we need traditionalists in the world. You're right. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I really am for the people that push the envelope of things. And you know, John Popper does that. Um, I'll name drop some other harmonica players. If, if you've never heard of Howard Levy, he's in a he was in. Um, he was in uh, Bella Flex band, the original band. Um, so if you hear harmonica ever. Um, it's him. Oh, and some of the liner notes that of one of his bands, just to show you how much of a virtuoso he is, it, it, in the liner notes it says, you probably heard harmonica and, and piano being played at the same time. Chances are, Howard was playing them at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, just to have that, be able that, to have that coordination, that mind uh, to do that is, is crazy. Anyway, uh, I could talk all day about harmonicas. <laughs> we could just have a whole session about harmonicas. Um, in college, I learned a little guitar, which I still only know a little guitar. I'm, I'm not good at all. But I love that um, – I know we're going to circle back to this eventually, but I love how I can do open mic because it only, it's the only time I can really stretch that, what I call guitar muscle. Yeah. I'm not great at it, but I do love playing it, and I love just hanging out and, and playing songs for people in bars, even though I'm not I'm not the best. Um, but it hopefully some of my um, – you know – unpreparedness will get other people on stage because you know that's what open mic is about it's it's about screwing up it's not about being perfect it's working the kinks out and i'm gonna tell you again another pro tip if you're a musician and you like if you're just starting out um and want to learn how to play well like go to some like go open go to open mic or try to host your own open mic because it'll get you prepared um way quicker than just practicing your garage so so you're part of a band, correct? I am. You play harmonica in said band, correct? That's correct. What's the name of them? 
the band. Yeah. Uh, so I play with uh, the Sassy Brown Band. That's uh, who I'm, I'm playing with most of these days. Uh, I do play occasionally with uh, Motel Ice Machine. Uh, I'm a founding member of Motel Ice Machine <laughs> with my buddy, Ryan Flint. And we were in his dorm room one day and uh, before he could ever play music and before I could play really anything uh, that anybody could tell was anything. Uh, he was like, I'm going to have a band. It's going to be called Motel Ice Machine. And it, it came from a Live in the X Lounge um, track. And some band, I can't remember, he'll be able to tell you which, which, uh, which you know, CD it is and everything, but uh, they they opened up with if if I were the motel you'd be the ice machine. They sang a really nice four part harmony. It's beautiful. Uh, but he's like that. It's gonna be the name of my band. So I play with them. Uh, but Sassy, I play with. You know, they're mostly a um, a blues band. Um, and Glenn Butts in 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 that band has been playing guitar probably for longer than I've been. Like he's been performing probably for longer than I've been even thinking about music. So. He's a Bur- literal Birmingham legend. Yeah. Uh, so it's great to be playing with him and Sassy, who's a great vocalist. Her um her people are from uh, Dilworth, huh. and her mama's uncle or something helped build the the um, Church of Christ. Really? Yeah. So there's there's their connection. That but they're out, all out of Alabaster now. Um, and then John uh, Oliver, he's out of Trustful. And then Scott Housley, he's a, also a, a alabaster boy, uh, thumps the bass for us. So, so y'all, do y'all travel around, do anything? We have traveled a little bit. We've been able to um, win the bid a couple of times for the um, International Blues Challenge. So we've been able to go there twice with with Sassy alone. We won a, um, uh, you know, y'all you have to qualify basically, uh, and we won a local competition in Florence that's put on by UNA and their. Um, their kind of music preservation society and we're able, Bob um, was able to get us up there and is really, really supportive of us. Uh, we didn't go very far, but you know, they always say it's the, it's not the destination. It's the, it's the, how you get there. The so, journey. Yeah. Thank you. That too. <laughs> uh, so the journey up there just to meet all these wonderful musicians. Um, I've been there before with another band in 2012. I went with the Lefty Collins band and we actually made it to the, Finals, so I got to play on stage at the Orpheum Theater, uh, you know, in uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, which was amazing. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, it, we we just had a, it, we just had a super tight band, and it was able to do it. But uh, and I just love playing, and, and and Sassy and them are just like family. We really, I mean, I know that sounds so contrived, and you know, like I just have to say it, but it, it's not. We yeah. we go, we hang out. Um, they, we played the, the Frog Festival, you know, the most prestigious uh, event in Walker in, in East Walker County. Come on now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we played there, um, and they were all impressed because they're like, you know the mayor? I was like, everybody knows the mayor. He's been the mayor for 30 years. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they, they came out and had a bar- we had a bar- barbecue um, after that. So, of course, that's also the same uh, same weekend. They were they found uh, uh, some, some people – that were that were not alive anymore near me. So, oh. yeah, I was, oh. I was I was like, why are there all these why are all these cars around here now? Yeah, that that seems to be the norm these days. <laughs> so you actually got to play in two musical hotspots, Memphis and Florence. Yes, a lot of people don't think about Florence as a musical town. That's a shame, unless you are really steeped in your culture, and it's a shame because you're like you have we have this musical. The Fame Studios, like it's it's an hour away from Jasper. 
Yeah. You, you should go visit it. It's, Absolutely. It's sick. Man, I have watched that uh, Muscle Shoals uh, documentary. Yeah. So, like, I've I probably watched it like three or four times just because, you know, all these famous people talking about, you know, coming to Alabama. You know, people don't think about it. But yeah, Florence, uh, the Handy Fest is a huge yeah. deal. If you, and, and, you know, if you don't know, you just don't know because they have musical. We were actually booked for it uh, on a Thursday night this year. I was supposed to play one night of the Handy Fest, which obviously we're not going to play now. Um, but yeah, being able to go up there and John Paul White, you know, is a big, he hang, he's from that area yeah. uh, and he hangs out in the, in the venue that we actually played uh, that UNA owns now, which is the, I think it's called the, the main room because they're the lions. Yeah. See what, I like puns. Play on words. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. And I think Allison Krause played there one night, kind of low key. Um, and I don't know if it was for a special event or what anyway. Uh, but yeah, we got to play, got to play Memphis, got to, we were booked to play um, the, the um, Morgan Freeman's place in uh, Mississippi, uh, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of it. What's the name of it? Uh, I'm, I'm blank right now. Butler and all of them have played it. Yeah. Um, it's 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 the the uh, it's in Clarksdale, and anyway, I can't believe I'm. I'm we'll I'm, Google it after. Google it after this. <laughs> Look it up. We'll insert insert my voice here. Um, it's, but but yeah, it, it's like the number one blues club in America. Yeah, and we were booked to play there. Uh, unfortunately, it fell through. Um, but I had plans to go to the crossroads and like the actual crossroads, like go to Robert Johnson's grave, the whole bit, do the whole blues blues uh, you know outing. But it just didn't it just didn't happen. That's awesome. But, so uh, after music, what is another passion of yours? Something you like to do? Maybe your job even. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about my job. I mean, I like, um, I was, I started in television. So um, I started at EWTN. I graduated from the University of Alabama with a telecommunication and film degree with a broadcast news emphasis and learned very quickly um, that broadcast news was not for me. It's not for most people. TV of any sort will eat your soul. Um, And the Pope doesn't do anything on Central Time unless he's, you know, in Chicago. Um, which he rarely is, as, as most people know. So EWTN was the, the Eternal World Television Network. It's the world's largest um, religious media network. And people think the TBN's big, but it's even bigger. And it's yeah. just, just out of Irondale. It's right. crazy. Um, and it's Catholic television. I grew up Catholic in um, Walker County, which is weird to say the least, yeah. you know, because people don't understand it. Um, I did have, I had several people that would always ask genuine Questions. Jojo Corley, I, w- I was in uh, class with me, and he would actually like, I, we had homeroom or something together. He would like sit down, and he he would I want to have a genuine conversation. Now, Drew, this is what I heard. Tell me what's right. Yeah. And I'm and, and you know, so I appreciate those kind of kind of people instead of people being like, hey, this is what you do because uh, I know that because that's what my mama says. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> whatever. Roll tight. Um. So I worked for EWTN, and after eight and a half years, I was done with that commute and, you know, overnight stuff, and something came up at Bevel. Um, I worked at the library for a couple of years, paid my dues there because there wasn't a place yet for me. Then there was in the PR department, PR and marketing, um, and I, you know, I get to be uh, the, the webmaster, I uh, get to do some fun videos for them, uh, I did some fun stuff on Instagram and, and whatnot, just the whole social media scene, which didn't exist when I went to college. Um, now, you know, it's you, 
can create content. Um, now, not like Matt Mitchell, uh, but it is a content creation uh, that is just um, just different. You can you can try things out, and see what gets engagement, and see what uh, hopefully brings students in. So. Yeah. So back to the EWTN days, what? What was your schedule as far as, did they just wake you up and be like, hey, we need you in here? Man, some or? days, I mean, think about this. I was there when um, Pope John Paul I, uh, John Paul II died. So the interregnum, like, was a binder. Like, you know, this is what happens during the interregnum. And it's, uh, that was ridiculous. Like, I think there was, I probably stayed up, I was at, at work for more than 24 hours that first, cause at least that first day or two, uh, one of my friends had, like, ridiculous amounts of overtime like i don't even know how we paid how they paid him because it's all blue hairs you know it's all it's all people it's all donation based there's no advertising on it so if you see advertising which i was in the promotions department we only basically advertised other shows that we produced uh or asked for money uh which i get uh and i appreciate them because they they um they help support my family for (laughs) help help me support my family for years so uh yeah it would be like it got to a point where I would be producing, I would be directing um, the Pope's Wednesday audience, and that was live broadcast from Italy at 3 a.m. So crew call at 2 a.m., um, and then we would set everything up, get the tapes ready, uh, roll at, um, you know, at 5 till uh, 3, and get it on the air. And, the, and all we, we we just had graphics up. I mean, it took the live read from the, from the satellite, put graphics up. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. That's wild. And it, it couldn't. It couldn't. It had to have real people in, in there for that. Which, wow, I don't know why. But um, <laughs> so so that was kind of my. You know, and I would. But then other days I would be there at six for crew call because mass would air at seven. So I would direct mass a lot of mornings. Um, got got to be where I would direct the Friday night live show. Um, eventually, it started coming in from DC, so the, I would just have to put in graphics again, mostly. Um, but sometimes we'd have people live on our set, um, and then have them coordinate through satellite. It was it was far out. It, I, I had then sometimes I would have to go up to um, the uh, the trine in ha- uh, Hansville, yeah, uh, and direct some stuff out of there. They had a very small. I don't know, if you go in the crypt church in the in the back, there's a little. They had a little um, control room, really, and, with a mini switcher, and so uh, you could do. They had like benediction and devotion there, and they had the same uh, moving cameras that they did at, uh, in Irondale for, for that, so we could uh, see stuff happen inside there. But wouldn't have to have live people inside. So it was pretty far out. It was a, it was a really, uh, they got to go a lot of, tri- like, got to stay, you know, in Manhattan and do some stuff, uh, doing uh, productions there, and, uh, you know, just trips that I, sh- you know, should have really never, got, wouldn't have got to go on any, you know, any other way. So. Right. Pretty far out. Never got to go out of the country, though. Oh, that's... Really, I was about to say, did you ever get to go to Italy? I'm really bummed about that. No, and, and it was so bad, because during the interregnum, they'd be like, hey, make sure you order from that little... Th- that place down the street before 10, because, you know, they're going to stop. They're going to cut off the thing. I'm like, I'm here. I can't even, like, go out to get food, <laughs> like, locally. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, living it up out there, which they had to sacrifice, too, because they were there. They didn't know how long they'd be. They yeah. went to... They left for Italy and had no idea how long this interregnum would be. And it was during like tax time, so people were like having to defer everything, and oh, that yeah, was, sucks. so I didn't have to deal with any of it. It, it, it was a really, it's TV, just TVs in general is weird. Um, religious te- television is, is also weird. Um, you would think that they would be kind of insular from all the weirdness that 
would be around other things, but you know, sometimes jobs are just jobs. Yeah. So see, we went to the shrine. Uh, it was when I was taking some basics at Wallace, and when we were pulling in, it was just like these huge ass satellites. There's like four or five of them. <laughs> yeah. Like each point in different ways, and they're like, oh, then this one's going to this, and this one's going to this, and I was like, okay. I'm just trying to figure out which one is this one that you're pointing at because they're all like kind of within closer proximity to each other. And then they showed us pretty much everything except that room you, that you were talking about. Yep. But the shrine is dope. It really is. I tell people, they're like, what is it like? I was like, imagine driving in the middle of, uh, you know, Hansville and then all of a sudden being transformed and transported into a, an Italian, uh, Italian piazza. Yeah. I was like, that's exactly how it is. And, and there's hardly anyone ever there. So you can go, you know, it's just, it's beautiful. It really is. See, I thought it was so cool, the the cross at the top, how lightning struck it and turned it just into a Franciscan cross. Yeah. And everybody was like, that's pretty cool, but y'all didn't fix it. And they're like, no, there was no need to. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, obviously some of y'all don't understand religion. We don't talk about religion much on this show, but yeah. Anyway, they were like, how do you know so much? I'm like, oh, well, I went to Lee for a while. Oh. Like, I learned a lot. But yeah, even though they're Pentecostals up there. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of folks from from our neck of the woods that go out there. Yeah, how so. lovely. Yeah, but uh, so now you're working at Bubble. That's right. You you dabble in content creation over there. Just, just a little bit, yeah, just a little bit. The content creation, I mean, just whatever they need me for. You know, yeah. like cause I'm I'm generally the the general media guy. So any anytime anything needs to be you know shot, edited, um, anything like that, usually they call me. So. Um, that's pretty cool. Does it follow you home? Do you, you just finish it up there? Yeah, for the most part, I finished it up there. Um, I I did have a bigger role in the um, social media at one time, and and I was really killing myself because people would have questions at all hours of the night, and I felt like I, you know, because at one time, remember, I don't know if you remember, there was this, uh, it would say like, uh, get back to this person soon, so you maintain your rating, you know, because yeah. you, so you could get, I was like, oh my gosh, so it would really stress me out. Now, not so much. Um, I get to I get to leave most of it at work. Uh, occasionally, well, there'll be something you know really big that needs to happen on a weekend or uh, something that needs to go out, and and I'll you know accommodate. But mostly, that's thank God that's mostly rare. Yeah. So. So like, what exactly do you film? You know, to put out on social media and everything. Well, I mean, it's not not as much anymore. But like, uh, I'm doing a lot of internal stuff. So yeah. I've um, when the president, you know. Um, did her honors night thing um, where she's uh, talked and, and congratulated our honorees. I, I've shot that video. I shoot a lot of internal videos that people will never see gotcha. uh, unless you're a student, you know, so there's something that I've, I've shot that's going to go into canvas. Um, so people can understand what um, st- student support services is. I've got that on my docket um, for next week. Um, but yeah, generally what uh, I, I shoot a lot more when there's like, um, the bevel torch, you know, uh, competition. I'll, I'll, I'll usually do a video or two for that uh, on different campuses. So, um, it's not as, you know, it's not as much content creation as, as it was just because there's no students on campus right now. Yeah, so, it sucks. uh, yeah, it's really, really eerie just because <laughs> I even, I went to the, uh, the Fayette campus, um, a couple days ago and it's just, you know, go from the Jasper campus to the Fayette campus. And there's just you know, no students. It's pretty weird. So, what what keeps you busy right now through uh through the COVID nineteen? Well, we, we've had website updates and you know trying to get that ADA compliant. It just all the minutia of stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, everything has has kept us busy because you there's so many things that need to be updated on the website because it's like oh this is wrong and 
we're switching over to another uh, another internal system, which is gonna you know uh, gonna be great eventually. But right now, it's just trying to get that turned over. So it's it's trying to get everybody on, talking on the same uh, talking about the same thing at the same time. Uh, so that's the kind of stuff. It, it's just every day it's a new problem that yeah. that they're like, hey, fix this or update this or get this uh, done. So. Just so it's just so much it, like that nobody even will ever know about because yeah. it's it's not a, an outward facing problem. You're just you're just a man on the inside handling. Yeah, yeah. and and I always tried to my, one of my interviews. Uh, I said, you know, I always just wanted to be the guy that people come to, which is a blessing and a curse because people do come to me uh, for random things like help me with this PowerPoint, like not yeah. not even for things that are like my job. Um, and so my heart, my problem is telling them no, you know, a lot of times, but. Um, for, for the most part, I'm, I'm just trying to, trying to help. I took pictures the other day. Uh, we've got some outstanding faculty that, um, so if, if, if you, anybody sees, has seen those pictures, cause they'll have already come through, I took those pictures. So usually if there's like a photo op, um, usually they, they call me up and be like, Hey, show up this place this time. Yeah. Take some pictures. So, so you're, you're a jack of all trades pretty much. Yeah. If, if it's media, you do it. Yeah, pretty much. My, I mean, I, people always said when I was a kid, um, you going to grow up to, to take pictures like your daddy and i said no <laughs> and here what am i doing yeah that's what i'm doing <laughs> that, they spoke that into existence exactly so. and the, you know with the with I, I take all the which i have no business doing it um i shouldn't say that but um i have no idea really how to take any um pictures of sports or sports teams yeah but i've had to figure it out <laughs> so i tell you i've taken all the softball pic- if you see basketball softball volleyball pictures those were all me. That's you. Um, that's, unless you really hated it. And then, <laughs> I, I, we hired somebody for that. Yeah. It's uh, the other guy. It's the other guy. <laughs> it's it's my alter ego. But, well, that's oh, awesome. I, separately, yeah. uh, we're talking about Matt Mitchell again. I, if you basically see any of those headshots that he uses, I shot those uh-huh. right before right before the news broke. <laughs> so, that's a good transition right there. Uh as I said earlier, Brassfield has been name dropped for multiple reasons, whether it's been music, uh, open mic, which we'll also discuss later. And most recently, uh, on the season finale of season one, we had Matt, the ostrich Mitchell, great interview. He also talked about Brassfield and it was not such a great thing that happened to Brassfield, but, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> it was, I had people say, "Hey, Andrew, are you are you the ostrich?" Which, what well, was a fake Billy Mountain Eagle then? And I was like, "Man, that's such a great honor." But if you see him, if you know me at all, you know I know zero about sports, like ever. Uh, my my joke is my 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 daddy was a race car driver, and my mama taught me everything about I know about football, and that's a true story. Like I have my daddy didn't play. Um, he was he was born in London. Um, my grandmother was very British, so yeah. she had really didn't want to do, have much to do with um, with American football because my grandfather got hurt. You know, they met in the war. Anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole different story we could talk about. Um, uh, where am I going with this? Oh, Matt Mitchell. Uh, so it was just so it's such an honor for people to say, oh, you know, is it Andrew? Because he, he knows. Well, I, if, if I'm that witty, then bless it. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, that made me giddy. Um, and then there's there was somebody that was just like, well, everybody knows that Andrew Brass was trying to hide his existence from his employer, um, which is not the case. Um, <laughs> you know, even in one of my meetings, somebody said, Andrew, before we start this meeting, I have to know, are you the, are you the 
fake Daily Mount Eagle. I was like, no, but I wish I would be. And then finally, me and Matt Mitchell, before it broke, I was like, hey, you do a lot of East Walker County stuff. Like, you have to be from this neck of the woods. And he was like, yeah. we've." And I said, we've met, right? And he's like, yeah. And then we finally, like, after I, after I, I took off a couple things, a few ideas, finally, we got to know uh, who, you know, I got to know who he was, so. Um, but then, you know, on the on the thing, somebody called me out, didn't didn't really say my exact address, yeah. but did say my street <laughs> and said, everybody knows that that street, no, no part of that road is in Walker County, which is incorrect. Um, a, a part of that road is actually the county line. So um, if you're listening, hey, how's it going? Um, whatever. That must have been wild, though. It was far out because I had to email Archibald and be like, hey, um, somebody call me out. I need you to, like, take my street. <laughs> he was like, I can't do it. I'm not the person that does it, but I know the person that does it. And that that is that does warrant, like, a flag, you know. Yeah. So, got it taken off of there. But, and thank God, uh, AL.com took, took down their, um, their comment section because, man, it is just, like, cesspool of life. And I really wish... Uh, DME uh, didn't have a Facebook presence because it's just depressing when they post something and then you see all these comments underneath it. I'm like, yeah. please, 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 please don't. We might discuss that with Mr. Phillips one day. You should. We should do that. Yeah. We should do that. I'd love to be on the a fly on the wall on that to interview because uh, me and James go way back and people don't know we and the, he and I went to high school together. Uh, you could bring this up. He was in the ensemble, uh, which is the um, you know the singing and dancing group. The Glee Club is what we would call it now. But he was like. He was like, basically, the only reason I wanted to get in it because Andrew was that it was in it. <laughs> so, anytime I, if I got to spend more time with Andrea, then that's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's going back to the comments and stuff. We talk about how toxic social media is on here. That's one thing I'm not scared to talk about. And when AL.com, I remember, like, when I was in high school, you had the football forums and <sighs> stuff. Those were toxic as well. And this was back in 2006, 2007. Man. Maybe a couple of years before then. Yeah. yeah. And, just how m- much meaner people are these days. You have you have some serious keyboard warriors. Yes, these days. they get bold, and they're and, just like people things you would never say in person. But yeah. but now I think I think now that there is this forum for these kinds of things. I think now people are getting out and being more vocal. Like I think it's kind of um, art imitating life, or, or the opposite. I, I think people are just getting bold, and I'm just like. You shouldn't. You shouldn't say. You shouldn't say that. No. Like, There's a fine line that you shouldn't cross. <laughs> and I mean, my my thing is, if, if you type it, you should be able to say it. So if you say it, I still have a little bit of respect for you. I may think you're a giant asshole, right? But respect for at least saying it because most of the time you just see these trolls that <sighs> don't say any. Like they will not say a word to you in public if you call them out on it, right? And, that's full. That's what Facebook comments are full of these days. Just keyboard that's, warriors. That's and all it is, and it's just like unintelligible. You, you can t- you can you know I, you can type it, but then say, is this adding anything to the conversation? Yeah. If it's not, which it probably isn't, because I delete my comments all the time. I'll type it and I'll be like, that makes me feel better. I'm just going to delete it now. Yeah. Because nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody has been. No, there's nobody that came off of social media that said, you know what. My political view has changed completely after what Drake said. I cannot believe that he changed me that much. Yeah. No one's ever said that. I wish no. they would. 
I wish we could have more, you know, more talks like that because I think, you know, I think some honest conversations probably are uh, are good good to have. But it would not hurt in today's society to have decent conversations. Yes. Without finger pointing and name calling and trying to put a sentence together with every ounce of intellect you have and still not be able to. Like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves on Facebook is, like, learn how to speak. At least learn how to type. You know, like, clearly you can speak it, so learn how to put it together in a sensible manner to where we can at least understand your stupidity. Right. It's, you know... If you just because you learned a, a, a word yesterday doesn't mean you have to use it today. Yeah. I mean you can let you can let it marinate in that noggin for a little bit. What's what's the what show was it where they had a the word of the day calendar and it was like the same same word over and over. It was Boy Meets World. Oh. Uh, yeah. He was like he was just trying to fit that word into everything and it never worked. And I feel, I feel like, like, I like you see that, that on Facebook daily. Like I love the people that listen to the show and that are my family and friends, but just like these random like fake profiles you see, that's the worst. Like just throwing mean comments out, and you so can't put a sentence together. Like, are you trying to sound dumb? Because like, right, and, and maybe some of them are, so they yeah. don't get they people get thrown off the scent. I don't know. It's 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 weird, and it gets it's weirder with COVID. Yeah. You know, everything's everything's weird nowadays, man. We're not living in a normal society right now. <laughs> We're not. Uh, so back to uh, back to the media and everything. We'll close out with it. What keeps you going with it? Well, I mean, um, it, it's just, I think the thing I like about my job is it's, it's not the same thing every day. You know, it's like I, I see something different every day and or I have a, a, a problem to solve that's a little bit different every single day. And I, I love that kind of thing um, just because, you know, at they I think I got pushed into a corner and I feel like I was doing more of the same things every single day. Um, but now I can... You know, I've got a web. It's really just putting out fires, and yeah. and, and I don't. I, I just like you know, and I like helping people. So um, to my detriment sometimes, but it's just like I, I'm like, let's let's fix this thing. Let's get fix that thing. Uh, and uh, I've even pitched some uh, other ideas um, to my supervisor uh, to try to get um, get some other things rolling and let those creative juices flow get flowing again. Um, yeah. I, it, I would love to do something. I, I love that you and Cody and, and several other people in town have uh, started doing things. And I've, I've done some, recorded some things with Cody as well. Um, and I just love that you got, I can never keep a project, a personal project going. Yeah. I should, like, it's, I'm terrible at it. Um, I am in grad school now, so that, that is something that's keeping me going, my writing stuff. Uh, I'm trying to get pushed through there. But, um, yeah, you guys, you know, actually creating something, actually contributing to society in a positive manner in this area, I really just respect it uh, a lot. I appreciate it, man. Uh, that, that means a lot. It, it's it's so it's just so good to see because you know all my a lot of these people that I hear on on the show are my friends like um, Matt Mitchell and Timmons. And, you know, uh, several people have, that I've known have come on here. Mason. Um, Love that guy. I love. Yeah, I just can I just say how much I love Twisted Barley. Like yeah. we, we were talking, you and I were talking earlier about going there this afternoon. Like I'm definitely gonna pop in for a minute. Um, and and again, I can't thank Mason enough for letting me uh, and and Courtney for letting me do the open mic thing. Uh, it, it's really helped me a lot and helped me meet people we would have never met if I never came to that first open mic. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um. So uh, and it it just everything works out anyway. Um. 
you just my friends keep me going. I, I just love seeing what people do, um, and and everybody. I I just love how there's we've got a little circle that I think one person inspires another person, and it might not be doing the same thing, but at least we're doing something, you know, and add and contributing. So the, the when I everybody asks, you know, how do you keep finding the people to come on the show? I was like, well, I've been out and about, you know, <laughs> right. met people and and whatnot, and. But the thing is, they're like, okay, well, how do you keep it going on on your weekend? And my job, I love my job. I love what I do. And it just feels like it's a routine. Like every night's the same thing unless you just have a, a crazy patient that just <laughs> either makes your night a living hell or it's so hilarious <laughs> to the point where you have no choice but to love your night. Right. Um, but it's like my creative juices, I, this is what gets them flowing. And, that's great. You know, that's what keeps me going. And I want to make people love Walker County. Like there's a lot of shit going on right now that is giving us a bad look. And I'm not going to speak on any of that. Uh, Negativity is nowhere near this podcast, but I want everybody still to think of the positive things here. And with you doing open mic, which is a huge positive. We need that. That's our musical community. That is us that go to Twisted Barley. Um, and I just want to say too, um, since Garfield's shut down um, before everything hit, um, we were doing it every week. Uh, I would do one week, and then uh, Randy Quillen uh, would do it another week. So even though he got um, Garfield shut shut his one down after years and years, um, he's still in the in the scene, and he's a great dude. If any, yeah. anybody's ever had a chance to hang out with that guy, he everybody and every really everybody that he associates with all his musician friends are great people too. So it's good to see them. Occasionally, Josh Abel will come. Uh, he popped into one open mic randomly, yeah. uh, which was really nice to see because I, I like that guy. He and I went to went to high school together. I think he's a maybe a year or two behind me. Shout so, out to Smashley. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's right. All those guys just um, you know coming out and hanging out at at, at Twisted and like you said, being a positive influence and actually getting out when so many people say there's nothing to do. Yeah. Um, if you just get out a little bit, man, you'll find plenty to do. There's so much to do on that little stretch of yeah. downtown Jasper. You got Twisted, Tallulah, amazing restaurants. Uh, That's right. The Sugar Shack during the summer. That's right. And there's a lot of times where I'll set up an open mic uh, and be like, well, I'm going to go to uh, Tallulah because they've got a new release. I'm going to go check it out real quick. Yeah. So I'll have my stuff set up, walk down to Tallulah, grab a beer and come back. Um, you know, talk to people on the way so it's so great anyway i hope to have those guys on this season oh that'd be great yeah certainly drew and josh that's, that'd be fun yeah i want i want to highlight all the fun spots in jasper then um, then eventually next season you could do like a brewer's round table because we have enough for that yeah we could god that'd be sick yeah uh but let's let's talk about uh like we said andrew runs open mic night these days um as some of you heard me, me and Mason talked, you know, that was kind of like we came together and got it going and my work schedule changed. And Mr. Brassfield was sitting right there in the seat beside me the night I was telling uh, Mason and Courtney about it. And they're like, hey, Brassfield, you want to run open mic night? And then here we are. Uh, God, over a year later. Oh, yes. It was serendipitous, really, because I was just like, you know, I love I loved open mic. I've always wanted to do one. But uh, again, it's helped me feel like not an outsider in Jasper, you yeah. know. Um, because just because you meet so many people, you have to meet people, which is great. And there's plenty of now. There was plenty of nights, as you know, plenty of nights that it was just uh, just me and Greg sitting there for a little while. Yeah. Um, so and and we it would just hang out and drink and just 
it, talk about it, I was, and I know this sounds so weird. I was eating wings the other night, and uh, I, I, I eat like the whole wing. Yeah, I don't just leave anything on it. And he saw me eating one one day. He's like, "Rasso, you eat, you eat all the like the knuckle and the gristle and everything, like the <laughs> the you know cartilage." I was like, "Yeah, man, that's the only way to eat it." He's like. A lot of folks don't do that. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, so that's how I eat it, too. So I thought about him the other day when I was eating wings, of all things. So miss that guy. The open mic, how has that, uh, that, like, progressed over the past year or so? Well, I think it's it's been really interesting. It's it, You know, it's cyclical because you'll have a group of people that come, and then they'll bring some friends, and they'll bring some friends, and then it'll be kind of like a dead thing. And then it'll almost start up like you'll see a few familiar faces and a few um, not so familiar faces, but it's always great to see that there, there's been people before that's come, um, a guy, a guy named David Bridwell. He came out, have you seen that video? And he did a comprehensive video, of, like all the open mics in Birmingham and surrounding oh, yeah, yeah. areas. And I thought he was just coming to hang out and he was, and, and he was shooting that same night, you know, and I was like, Oh, he's, he's a content creator. He's shooting his video for his, you know, live thing, which is cool. Um, but no, he was doing a comprehensive guide about it. So that was that was kind of really cool to see him come out of Birmingham. There's been a, a handful of people that that'll come. My friend Ryan Flint from Motel Ice Machine has been several times, and, and he lives in Hueytown. It's not like it's just like close. Yeah. Um. So, but I've supported a couple of his open mics that he's done, uh, which has always been fun. But it's just it's just really really cool to see people, and and some people, um, you know, come to op- they'll come to open mic for a, a couple of weeks or maybe even longer. And then finally they'll get up the, the nerve to get on stage. Yeah. And then they realize, hey, it's not it's not as bad as I really thought it was. Because it's really not. I try to keep it positive. We try to keep it um, really supportive. You know, I, well, I was going to do this one song. Well, do it, man. I'm yeah. going to see it. Because, you know, it does. it's not costing us anything to um, to, to, to see, you know, how, where can you go to see live music for free? Not very many places. Um, and it might not be the live music you signed up for, but it's always a show that you can't, you know, um, you can't, you can't put your finger on, you know, yeah. you don't know what you're going to see that night. So I kind of like that performance aspect of it, um, that you, it's, it's kind of like a performance art. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new thing every evening. So, um, yeah, I love that part of it. And it's just been, it, I felt like it's grown, uh, because, and I asked, uh, I asked around one time, I was like. Did Thursday nights do anything better than like Wednesday nights? You're like, oh yeah, we do a little bit better. I mean, not great, yeah, but they do a little bit better. So if they can do that, and I can stretch that guitar muscle um, and drink some beer, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. Nothing ever wrong with drinking some beer, man. Ain't no Dude, nothing wrong. See what a lot of people are sleeping on is Thursday nights in uh, in downtown Jasper. That's what Matt and I talked about. Yeah, you, you got his trivia night. You got open mic night. Yeah, Margs over at uh, yeah, oh yeah. At Los Reyes, definitely or any other Mexican restaurant around town. <laughs> yeah. Man, like Thursday nights seem to be the most fun night in Jasper. It really is, and I'm I'm really kind of bummed sometimes that I um can't be around more, like yeah. can't do more because I'm I'm kind of stuck, not stuck. I'm 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 perform I'm doing something. I'm fulfilling a You're role. Occupied. Yes, <laughs> and uh, I'm always mad. I'm I'm always like, man, I can't go see Matt Mitchell ever. But it's so cool because. You'll see people that are pregame at Twisted. They'll walk down to Tallulah to go hang out with Matt and do the trivia. And then they'll come back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you guys are going to go see Matt Mitchell again. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, but we're coming back. And they do. You yeah. know, so uh, it's not just a line they're saying. You know, they, and they're not, they're not specifically coming necessarily for open mic. Um, they're just coming because, 
you know, the vibe and people, you know, hanging out and there's that pub culture yeah. that I think a lot of Walker Canyons aren't used to, which now we have, you know, plenty of it, which is a super rad. So. I love it. Um, so with open mic night, speak on the talent that you've seen over this period of time. Man, I, Has it surprised you? Yeah, we had some uh, some young people that that played uh, maybe the high that were in high school and some of their bro- brothers and sisters that were in um, college and they were amazing. Man. They that like every time uh, they came around, I was just like, dude, this, they blew me away. Then we we've, we've had people that are you know first time up or um, you know Crystal. Uh, Jordan to get up with her uh, her ukulele and do some stuff, which is really fun because I I'd seen her for a few times at open mic and then it's like oh they said Andrew you missed her she she's been playing now like, oh man what 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 I miss so that's been really fun just to see people even people get egged on from their friends be like yeah. it's open mic come on sign up it, 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 I think that's a whole lot of fun you know just and you see you see just all levels of talent and you see people that are legit geeking musicians uh, who will come out and play to try out new things. Um, you know, Joseph Higgins will come out in, in his in his red get up and, yeah. and do stuff. Um, or and, and then one night, me and Timmons, it wasn't, I don't even think it was, I don't know what it was. Me and Timmons got up and played one time. I don't even think it was open mind. That was a fun time. I was like, I only have this kind of harmonic in my car. He's like, I'll capo up. <laughs> and, and, I, and bless him because that is, that you know, it was Lonely Boy and it was, uh, it was, it was it was hot. Yeah. So thank you, Timmons, for that. We love Timmons. Man, I, he's, he's uh, a great guy. But now with uh, the pandemic and everything, y'all have been doing like a, a Zoom hangout. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I for, almost forgot about it. Um, during the pandemic, I, I wanted to get them. I wanted to get twisted. Some, you know, I wanted to keep them in everybody's mind because I was afraid. Um, I got this T-shirt on today. Save your yeah. your local uh, brewery. Um, I was really afraid that it might, a fledgling business like that, it could do something wrong with it. And the only thing I could think to do is to try to get, gather a community online. Uh, and and I, I got a Zoom subscription. And I was like, well, let, let's see what happens. And it was like, it, it's one of those things, and I know you've talked about it before. It's like the week bef- the Sunday before I was going to do it on Thursday, I was like, this is the stupidest idea I've ever had. <laughs> I'm just going to call it off. I just yeah. think it's dumb. And boy, was I surprised because we had several people. So what we would do is we had the Zoom meeting. If you wanted to come in the Zoom meeting, you'd come in the Zoom meeting, play or whatever. And then otherwise, uh, the, after the second week, because I figured it out, I, I broadcast it to the um, Facebook group. Yeah. Which was amazing because then, then people could be, they could be participants but not participate. They, you know, they could, and I usually had the chat screen up so I could see what was going on. And there's a lot of people who never came to open mic or couldn't because of their jobs or whatever. Um, and they were, they were participating over mic from their own house. Um, and, and <laughs> usually, um, Courtney and Mason would come on about eight or eight thirty. you know, and it'd always be Mason that, you know, starting to fire at his grill or something. Just chilling. Just tr- straight chilling. And, and I loved that so much, just that community aspect that we could stay together because I didn't realize how much I needed that community. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't been able to do it. What I, my idea was I didn't want people to go to the online open mic once um, twisted open again because I was afraid there might be some people who would actually go uh, and support them in person and I didn't want to keep them at home yeah. on the open mic. So that's kind of been the reason there's been a hiatus um, for that because I, 
I don't know when we're going to start um, start it again. Maybe by the time this episode airs, maybe we'll have started. Yeah. But um, I, I got to see what um, what the guidelines are and what his actual capacity are because I don't want to. Not that there's going to be thousands of people coming to open mm-hmm. mind, but you know I don't want to put any of that in danger. You know, yeah. in any way. So I'm trying to be really because no matter what I feel, it, how other people. The comfortability of other people is important too. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to be. I don't mean that guy that says, "Oh, um, you know, we got COVID because Andrew." <laughs> An open mind. Well, so. before before we transition into our last topic, uh, tell everybody just in case when this does come out, uh, if restrictions are kind of lifted, tell everybody when open mic night is, what time, and where they can find it. Well, usually, um, uh, I did it at seven o'clock on Thursdays, and it was every other Thursday. But then since, um. Randy signed on. We were doing it every Thursday. So, and I think Mason has said once the two hosts are okay with doing it, we'll do it again. So, um, that's typically how it went. So, hopefully, if there's a Thursday, you know, you can go hang out. But usually, usually, uh, if there's no music on TV uh, uh, happening, nobody's going to stop you from picking up an acoustic and, and playing anyway. So, yeah. that's the cool part about that place too. You know, I love is like you go hang out on a Sunday, pick up a guitar, and you know, or not. Um, it's it's a great it's a great it's a great place. So yeah, Thursdays is where it was, and it's the only open mic night in Jasper now. Yeah. So you heard that only open mic night in Jasper is at Twisted Barley. So I know. Thursdays, y'all go check it out. And I always say it's um, Twisted Barley has uh, no doubt the best the best beer brewed on 19th Street in Jasper, hundred percent mm-hmm. hands down because it's the only place. But <laughs> that's what I say, you know, because yeah. I'm I'm a I, I got dad jokes. Tallulah's on another street. I Andrew, wish I knew. Andrew has dad jokes. Yep. We're here for dad jokes all the time. God, I love me some dad jokes. Yeah, Especially with Father's Day just coming off of that. So, <laughs> well, uh, so transitioning, we're going to talk about Walker County and what it means to you and how you've seen it progress over the past 10 years. Because that kind of seems when we kind of hit that dip and then we're kind of on a steady incline these days, it seems like. Yeah, I used to, like I said earlier, I came to... to to Jasper with my grandfather, and that's kind of what I associate with him. Um, and he, you know, he was he was a known quantity in town for, uh, from the older generation uh, because he did uh, all these paintings. You can even if you go in Bernard's, but go pretty far back, and then turn around and look up. There's a little there's a painting that he did uh, of the storefront there, or you can ask Rusty Rusty where it is, and he, you can see that. So um, you know, I I, I so always associate Jasper in my mind with good good memories of my grandfather because he was a great a huge influence in my life um so and it always seemed like you know there was there was something here you could tell back in the day there was something here uh and then it's just I, like i said i never came here because there was nothing for me yeah. um all of my dates i went on we went to birmingham you know i actually had a girl tell me she's like you're the first guy that ever taken birmingham i was like who are you dating <laughs> um but anyway neither here nor there uh, but recently, you know, with, I was there, um, I was so excited when the gourmet beer bill passed and, and all, you know, all these kind of blue law restrictions that have been around since, um, the only reason we have blue laws is because of, uh, the, uh, uh in the twenties, what was it? Prohibition. Prohibition. And all of these are hangover, leftovers, hangovers. All these are leftovers from that, you know, so that's why we have blue laws at all. So to, to have more of a handle on it, which people don't realize that um and so it's crazy but i was so excited when some of some of these things were happening and when when twisted opened i was there first day uh because i wanted to be able to support that kind of stuff 
uh, and be a part of the community. I wanted to insert myself into that community. So before I even did open mic, I was there on the first day. When Tallulah opened first day, I was there with, with some friends because I just want I want local stuff to survive yeah. um, and not just be Applebee's and Olive Garden. Big and, box. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. You know, and, and I always say it's so interesting in, in our neck of the woods, um, the only two restaurants, and I, I know Green Top's not in Walker County, but the only two restaurants that have been open for more than like 10 years in Walker County are Green Top and Ye Cuisine. Yeah. That's a sit-down restaurant. And you don't hear much about Ye Cuisine these days. Not these days. Um Used to be the spot. Used to be the spot. I remember going with my grandparents before I could uh, drive. Yeah. Like it's, I'm forty. Yeah. Like it's, it's been there a minute. So uh, I just, I just love Walker. I do love Walker County. Um, I always tell people, like I said about my grandmother uh, not being from here. You know, she gets on a ship, her first trip to America, goes to New York. What's the first thing your idea is of fun to go? Get on a train to Walker County because that's what she did, and then she was <laughs> here the rest of her life. Never, never went. Maybe went back a handful of times back to England, but uh, but yeah, she 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 stayed here, and I'm I'm happy to have that heritage as well. Um, I'm just I'm just proud to be from here, and I and I always tell people I don't even I used to apologize for it, you know, for being yeah. from Walker County, and and I think being the butt of the joke sometimes is okay because um, it shows it shows that I'm resilient a little bit, but I also think there needs to be uh, you know. I would rather say I'm from Walker County and people have an idea of me and hopefully it's positive. Yeah. And hopefully I am a representative, you know, when I go out and play somewhere. Um, there, there's always, you know, jokes here and there, but I think um, you can joke with me as long as I'm trying to be a positive, uh, an outwardly positive um, sign of what, what we could be. Yeah. Hopefully. I think our generation, uh, we're the ones that's kind of bringing it back to we're not just full of meth heads and pain pill subscribe prescribers and right. all that kind of stuff. I feel like we're the ones that are saying, you know, there's actually something good going on. I there. never understood. And I know this is get into something, but I never understood the preoccupation that people have of saying that their particular area of Alabama is the meth capital of Alabama. Yeah. Like why is, why is everybody so proud? I went, I was recording somewhere and they're like, Oh, Atala, it's Atala, man. Atala's the <laughs> the head of it. I'm like, but do we even have to be like? Can we just n- not worry about it yeah, and like we? talk about something else? I just I don't I don't get that. But like you said, yes, our generation is definitely doing things. I love that Eric has um, his old sixty four brand yes. that that people from not around here want to wear it. You know, but and he, but it's also because he's smart. He's got a designer in you know Florida, and I only learned that because I listened to the podcast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I really do. I'm, I really didn't just like cram all the podcasts in like two days. I like really enjoy it when they come out. I loved Greg, sure. Greg and Lizzie. I, I didn't know much about their history, but I, I loved hearing them talk. Is I'm a um, armchair foodie. <laughs> um, I'm not rich. I don't have the money to be a real foodie, uh, but I would love to be. Like uh, Anthony Bourdain was a big influence on my life. Um, he's the reason I didn't go into cooking at all because. He's told if you ever think about being in cooking, you got to read Kitchen Confidential first, and then if you still want to go into it, then that's on you. Because <laughs> um, that's not a hard, it's not a, not an easy job. Yeah. So that makes you respect what those people do for sure, especially for sure. around here. Especially around here, doing it like they are, and so you know, so fresh, so to order, like doing something real here. Yeah. And it's impressive. 
like that's that's why I said we're changing the way people think of Walker County because you have people from outside of Walker County coming to our breweries. Yeah. You have people from outside of Walker County coming to our restaurants and hopefully we have you know, we have mom and pop stores all over the place, but we're giving people a reason to come here and we're unique. That's right. In our own right. And I love it. And man, I I want to thank you for coming on. I've enjoyed listening to you. Uh, I've been looking forward to having this episode recorded. Uh, oh, I appreciate it, Dre. Thanks so much for having me on. I I, I hope it's not been the boring, most boring uh, oh. episode. Man, I have not had a boring episode yet. Nice. And I'm nice. so glad about it. Um, but we're going to jump into the last shots. I'm going to get you okay. anxious I'm not ready. There. I'm not ready. Uh, nobody's <laughs> ever ready. You ready? Uh, yes, sir. All right, this is the last shots with Andrew Brassfield. Favorite musician. Oh, John Popper. Favorite musical venue in Birmingham. Oh, I really like Iron City. Iron City? Yeah. Favorite restaurant in Walker County. In Walker County. Um, I'm really part. I grew up close to Green Top. I just love Green Top, yeah. you know. If you had to play one last song, what would it be? Um, Possibly, If I Ever Leave This World Alive by... Um, I can't remember which one it is. It's one of the Irish bands. Gotcha. Well, that's it in the last shot. It's Brassfield. That was, man, That you made it easier, I think, than um, than I think other people have had. I try I try to ask the hard questions, and then sometimes people gravitate towards the hard questions better. Oh. So they're like, oh, I was really prepared for this one. And instead, I, I don't want to be like, what's your favorite McDonald's menu? I don't know. They're like, what? <laughs> Big Mac, hands down. Uh, I don't eat it. McDonald's. McDonald's grosses me out but anyways folks this has been andrew brassfield we have absolutely loved having him on i'm pretty sure this is not the last time you've heard his name nor his voice uh brassfield once again thank you man and we will be back next time y'all stay safe stay healthy pass the jar talk to somebody different than you and we will see you next time